In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ receives sinners. He even sits down with them at tables and have dinner with them. The Pharisees were totally scandalized because they had no conception of what our Lord was on earth. What else did they expect him to do? Of course, he received sinners. How else was he to communicate the need for redemption and repentance to them? Of course, he ate with them what better way to gain their confidence and upon their minds to his and open their minds to his instruction. That was why Jesus was here to bring sinners back to his father's house, not to sit down with formal dinner with the leaders of the community. He was here on earth, as he says, not to fuss over the 99 sheep who remained in the meadow, but to go after the black sheep, the ones who were lost and had strayed from the fold. The mercy of our Lord is, first of all, manifest because he became man. The incarnation of the Son of God is an act of mercy. His mercy is also visible because he suffered and died for us to save us from our sins, to save us from hell and to open the gates of heaven for those who die in the grace of God. Jesus expresses this truth in several places in the gospel when he says, I have come into the world to seek and to save what is lost. I have not come to call the just, but the sinners. The Son of Man has not come to destroy souls, but to save them. The two parables about the lost sheep and the lost coin underscore God's love for the sinner and God's intense efforts to bring about the sinner's conversion. Each one of us, either now or at some time in our life, is like that lost sheep and that lost coin. In his divine mercy, God searches carefully for the sinner. He pursues him with his grace in order to bring him to repentance and conversion. No sin is so great that God cannot or will not forgive, provided one is truly repentant. There is obviously nowadays in our world and also in the church a misconception about God's mercy. God is not blind. He is not blind. And his mercy is not a consequence of weakness. 
His mercy is a consequence of his omnipotence. God is almighty. This is the difference. And if you read what St. Thomas Aquinas teaches about mercy, you will see how it is luminous and understandable. Please note the joy of the shepherd on finding the lost sheep and the joy of the woman on finding the lost coin. One-tenth of her money. It was big. This signifies the divine joy at the return of the sinner. God created us for eternal happiness, not for eternal rejection or pain in hell. The gospel of today is therefore a wonderful message of hope and also a wonderful medication against the holier-than-you attitude, looking down its nose to our neighbor and having contempt for those who have difficulties to overcome bad habits or, or temptations. For it is hard to become Catholic and a good Catholic. The words of the liturgy of the third Sunday after Pentecost are very explicit on that. The liturgy says today, Look down upon me, O Lord, and have mercy on me. I am alone and poor. See my abjection and my labor and forgive me from my sins. As Saint Peter tells us, we have to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God that we may, he may exalt us in the time of visitation. There is great joy in heaven when a sinner is back to God. There is sorrow in heaven when the love of God is rejected by sin, rejected by humankind. But the greatest joy is repentance of sinners. Saint Bernard of Clairvaux, the famous monk, gives a nice image about this heavenly joy, a very French nice image. He says that the tears of the penitents are wine for the angels in heaven. You imagine them with baccarat glasses drinking the wine of the tears of the penitent in heaven. So in churches where there are many people at the confessional, you imagine that the angels are really present here because they enjoy this wine of repentance, grace, and mercy. And the whole Mass today is one in which we are encouraged to see our own deficiencies and to recognize that we are not basically better than the next man, we are invited to see us really realistically with hope. And this hope brings 
in our soul a divine light, even if it is clearly obvious that we are sinners and that the others are also sinners, we remember that our neighbor needs the benefit of our good example, the benefit of our prayers, and of our putting our faith into action in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.